The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Kelly Payfer. I may be from Down Under, but don't ever underestimate me. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw. I may be a mom. Model, but I'll never be your model minority. Becca Simon. It gets icy where I'm from, so you know I'll bring the heat. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Where I come from, we're known for our great lakes, but I'm just known for my great ass. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jib, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Maria M. Where I'm from, they sing God Save the Queen, so I guess you can call me a god. Jill Walsh. I made it up this hill myself, and I'll kick any jack off. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. John Friedman. Diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. Sarah Watkins Bilstein. Playtime is over. This mama means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist pumping, this Jersey girl brings the party. Amanda Agosti. Everything is bigger in Texas and my heart is no exception. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can ever take you down. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets and I get it all. Adade Adidoko. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but I'm actually just smoking. Deepa Canapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back and also my unsolicited opinion. Adil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Trinity Subramaniam. I have four degrees and eight syllables and zero fucks to give. Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shame. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. Brianna Tony. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. And lastly, Tanisha. While others are turning tables, I'm dancing on them. of the reality is um happy labor day if you're listening on monday um i (laughs) i had no intentions on releasing an episode this week i'll be very honest with you i was supposed to travel this week my travel plans got canceled children have hand foot and mouth back to school is coming up it is a disaster right now in the personal world and i have had no intentions on recording because i was so annoyed with how this week has gone. But then I ended up catching up on Bravo and I thought, why keep these fucking thoughts to myself? Why not just put an episode out of everything that happened on Bravo this week? So I'm talking about Atlanta, Married to Medicine, Beverly Hills, the Dubai reunion. I'm talking about everything that happened this week on Bravo. So let's get into it. Uh, let's go, you know, in chronological order. Let's let's start with Atlanta. Um, on Real Housewives of Atlanta this week, we had 
what do we have? We had a joint birthday party. We had Drew after her foot surgery. Ralph had some sort of a photo shoot for the book that he's writing. Um, Marlo was preparing for the nephews to come back home. Um, and uh, Sonia tried to really get at Kenya again. And honestly, she failed. And then, of course, the big thing was that Chiba Sheree has no fashions, but they do have Barbie clothing and invitation boxes. And Sheree used, rather than using the time to focus on getting her shit together for this fashion show um, or fashion presentation or whatever, she's out here having coffee with Apollo. <laughs> okay, let's just start with that. Let's start with Apollo. Okay. The fact that the fact that Apollo not only came back was up, but was also given a confessional really tells me that Real Houses of Atlanta does not fuck with Phaedra. Okay. They don't, they don't want Phaedra back. They have no interest in ever having her come back to the franchise. They are not into Phaedra Park's in any way, shape, or form, because they gave this man a whole ass fucking confessional. Um, but anyway, Sheree says she meets up with him to try to get him to model. I mean, have we ever seen Apollo? Listen, is Apollo an attractive man? Of course he is, okay? But have we ever seen him ever model for anything besides a donkey booty workout video? I don't think so. Um, but she they're really just talking about Tyrone okay there I feel like hear, hear me out guys hear me out one I don't think things are as disastrous as Sheree is trying to make it out to be I think a lot of this is production I think a lot of this is, is I think Candy's right when she says I don't think that things are that bad I think that you're just saying this so that we all think that it's bad and then we're like pleasantly surprised when we get there and everything is together I think that that's really what's going on because like or maybe not I don't know Sheree it's very stupid but there's that and then there's also this thing about like her suddenly bringing Apollo on to talk about Tyrone when I thought we've we've been dropped Tyrone it's done it's over with but Tyrone is brought up because apparently <laughs> he and Apollo ran into each other and were like girl what are you doing here I'm here too remember you used to fuck a housewife I used to fuck a housewife um Anyway, Tyrone gushed about about Sheree, about Paulo. I mean, I don't know. Um, she, Tyrone gushed about Sheree when he he did run into Apollo, but then obviously Sheree shares with him that with Apollo that Tyrone is um she calls him what Lyrone in the preview for the next episode. Yeah. Um, but in the confessional, Apollo gets a lot of time to talk about the situation with Phaedra. He's like. She left me for dead. She didn't care about me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, if my husband went to prison, I don't know. Like, I'm not that girl. I'm not a ride or die like that. I don't know if I would be, like, sticking around and making it work. Now, apparently, Phaedra was on the blogs or somewhere. Somebody asked her for her opinion, and she said she has no problem with Apollo being on the show, being wherever. She said as long as he does whatever he needs to get a pay paycheck to pay for the kids to get a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> her comment was very reminiscent of <laughs> what I do know is that he needed 10 bucks for her pizza <laughs> that, you know, read from Ken to Kenya. That's what it reminded me of her comments. But I just, I was like, 
Are we getting, what is the purpose of this? Like, why are we getting Apollo's side of the story? I genuinely don't give a shit. Um, anyway, we're going backwards in this episode, but they also have this like joint party that Drew and Sheree are supposed to throw, but apparently <laughs> Sheree didn't pay her part of the invoice. Um, apparently the invoice was for $1,400 or $1,300 and Sheree says on Twitter that she only, she paid $1,000. Like that's fucked up. And then apparently Sheree is like, I'm not paying for anything that I didn't agree to pay for. If you, if you agree to do a joint birthday party with somebody, you pay for the things that you pay for. Everybody puts their, everybody knows that we're all just going to be pitching in and there's going to be an invoice at the end of this and we're all going to have to pay for it. Like, that's crazy. Um, but Sheree's not really helping herself with a lot of the shit she says. However, I did think that one of the things she said was really funny. She says, I'm not paying for other bitches' bright ideas, especially when the bitches aren't bright. This is why Sheree gets to stay. <laughs> because she comes out occasionally with these bangers and they're too funny to give up. Um, but at this party, um, you know, she's telling everybody that things are up in flames, things are missing in Alaska. And then she, the, the invitations are, guys, they're so silly. They're the silliest, cutest invitations I've ever seen in my life. Like a plexiglass glass box with Barbie clothes inside of it. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? Um, But at this party... They're talking about Kenya versus Marlo because it's a joint birthday party, right, for Kenya and Marlo that Drew and Sheree threw. And Kenya has no interest in being Marlo's friend. But it's crazy because so Marlo's friend gives us like lovely toast. I also want to know, this is so petty. They got like the food or whatever was served. But a couple of like in the episode, a couple of days prior uh, after Drew's foot surgery, Sonia and... Mar uh Sonia and Sherry go to visit Drew and there's like a personal chef there and like the food that the personal chef serves them that day is the exact same food as the birthday party so it's like <laughs> are these leftovers is it the only thing the chef knows how to make was that a tasting I don't know I, this is something only somebody who's obsessed with food like me would think about but I noticed it anyway the friend gives a toast and there's the the whole thing is like Kenya like at that moment I appreciate Kenya look am I an an unadulterated I don't know if that's right uh, unashamed twirl fan yes but Kenya gives a great reason I'm not going to fuck with this person who tends to go so low below the belt that she, how, how low she went six years ago talking about my mother. That's the shit that I don't want to, I don't need to be friends with somebody like that. When sh somebody shows you who they are, believe them and move on. And the thing is that Marlo's like, why are we bringing up stuff from six years ago? Why can't we get along now? And I got to ask Marlo the same thing. You got mad at Kenya because she didn't show up to this like little Fendi gathering you had at her house, at your house for Sheree because she was genuinely sick. And then you called her a liar. And Kenya said, I don't want to fuck with you anymore. That's all it was. So for Marlo to be like, I don't understand why she's so mad at me. Girl, we all watched the show. Obviously, you don't remember what you did and you thought you were going to get a pleasant edit. But that's why she doesn't like you. And I, I think it's fine, but I just, I love it because also while they're doing this, they also play these like really shady games. Like Beverly Hills could never. Anyway, I just love it because they are all, they're all annoyed 
But at the same time, they're like, Kenya does not like Marlo, but she's like, but this is my job and I have to show up because this is my job. Okay. I don't have to be best friends with my coworker, but I have to show. It's kind of like how Garcelle feels about Erica. We don't have to be friends, but I'm still clocking in every week to get get a paycheck because you can't drive me away from my my job. You know what I mean? Um, I just uh, go speaking of Marlo. Marlo is preparing for her nephews to come home, and I have to say something. Like, I'm with Giselle of Who Asked Me podcast. Brought this up. It it just feels fake to me. I don't trust that this is actually. I don't trust that the nephews were actually kicked out. I don't know. Something about it felt weird. When she's in the room calling her sister, being like, oh, like, I'm so happy that they're going to come back, whatever. Like, how are they doing? The sister's like, yeah, they're not doing jack shit because they don't want to do jack shit. They're not showering. They're not cleaning up. They're not doing anything. And they show the room. And the room, the boys' room is clean and all their laundry is folded and sitting on top of a table. And it just felt to me like, why is all their laundry done and sitting on top of a table if they don't live in this house? It just was bizarre to me something about it feels like a big old lie. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't care for it. I don't. Um, now Sonia in Kenya, Sonia is really trying to push it with Kenya because apparently a charade, of course, a pain in the ass bone collector tells Sonia that she thought that Kenya thought that Sonia was being aggressive. And of course, Sonia's only comeback is sorry. Kenya thought that Sonia's husband was being aggressive by getting up and cussing at everybody. And of course, Sonia's only comeback to that is, at least I have a husband. Girl, if your husband's going to get up and cuss at all the women, nobody wants him. And there's so many clips now of Sonia's um, reality TV show that she was on. I don't know which network it was on, but she had a show about her family. And there's so many problematic videos of Ross being like, I want this and I'm a man and you're not prioritizing me. There's one video where Sonia's crying and she's like, it's so fucking weird. Look, everybody, look. Heavenly calls her husband daddy, but Sonia's like, Papa, I'm so sorry, Papa. Papa? <laughs> not Papa. Papa. She's crying. He's like, you're not prior. He For Valentine's Day, he's yelling at her about, you didn't send my mom and my, like, somebody, my aunt's flowers for Valentine's Day. Excuse me? Your wife is supposed to do that? What? So, no, Sonia, nobody wants that husband anyway, okay? We're good. We're good. Um, oh, also, wait, I'm just looking at my notes, and I just remembered another thing about Marlo. And, like, one of the things she says to her sister is, like, how are they doing? And sister, the way she describes it sounds like the kids haven't changed at all. But Marlo's like, well, I know that they haven't really done their part in 30 days, but it's been great for me. And then she's talking about like, I don't want to reward them for just going to school and just like doing the bare minimum. Like you're supposed to do good. You're supposed to be good. And it's like, Marlo, at the same time, you want everybody to pat you on the back for being doing the bare minimum by helping take care of your nephews. I don't understand. Like you want to get rewarded for the bare minimum while telling the kids that you don't get rewarded for the bare minimum. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was pretty much rehearsals of Atlanta. Um, I'm excited next week for the, uh, for the big party. Oh, of course I missed the one scene. Of course. How could I do this to my Muslim sister? Rawan. Um, Kenya of course shows up to Sheree's model casting, modeling casting or whatever. And, um, 
a hijabi sister Rowan is there. She's running the show, and Kenya and her, and her are just getting button heads. But apparently, in the after show, Kenya said that she and her are buddies, and they text all the time. And I will say one thing about Kenya: she respects somebody who can shade her back. She can, and I think that that's that's admirable of her because she's a shitster. I also think like the entire scene that she's this whole scene with the model casting, modeling, casting. I don't know if I'm. My my brain's not working. That whole scene just felt to me like Kenya wanted to make sure that Sheree had a moment that was going to be captured on camera. So she was like really making it happen. I mean, she is the moment and she's making moments. So I feel like that's that. Um, wait, we have one more thought about Josiah. Um, one other thing that, that Ross, uh, Ralph has a stupid like cover shoot, um, book cover shoot. And He's talking about like, oh, yeah, like talking to his mother-in-law about uh, not adopting Josiah and all this stuff. And he says something like, oh, I talked to Josiah's dad and uh, he doesn't want it. So whatever. And and he's like, at the same time, if Josiah wanted me to adopt him, he would tell me so. Okay, have kids ever said the thing that they want beyond like being toddlers? Like, especially when it comes to emotional shit, like. They don't really tell you what they need because they're too embarrassed to ask for it because they feel like if the other – if teenagers and preteens are constantly swimming in private experiences, okay? They constantly think the worst of themselves and they constantly think that they are not worthy of X, Y, and Z, okay? That's a thing that all kids have because they're constantly feeling insecure in the world because the world is confusing and changing around them while they're aging. And a lot of crazy, confusing shit is happening. Josiah is not going to say to Ralph, hey, I'd like it if you adopted me. But what you can know is the fact that Josiah last year did not want to meet his real dad. He has no interest in having a relationship with this man. And you guys keep prioritizing this father who's not been around over this child and his needs. But again, let's be straight here. The reason why you shouldn't adopt Josiah is because you probably shouldn't be married to Josiah's mother, okay? You and Ralph should probably, you and Ralph, you and Drew should not be, you should, Jesus Christ, you and Drew should not continue to be married, okay? That's really what's up. Okay. Um, I'm going to go in order. So we're going to talk about, uh, married to medicine. I'm going to keep it cute and simple. Married to medicine. We had a couple of things. We had a Simone and Cecil scene, which I love. Okay. Anytime there's a Simone and Cecil scene, I'm game. I love them so much. They had Heavenly and Contessa come over with their husbands to talk about stuff and shit popped off. You had the scene with Toya and Eugene that I want to cover as well, because I do think it was important. And again, this is why I love married to medicine. And then you had Way too fucking much of Anila's mother, Manjula. Okay. Let's just keep it cute. What did I like this episode? What didn't I like this episode? What I liked? Oh, of course, the big the, the other thing is they had this O-Shop party where Jackie is, Jackie's always chilling something at every season. I got to give Jackie props where props are due. She is such a great chiller. Uh, she's using her platform to its max potential. But what I like this episode is how Toya says, vagina she says vagina and it always cracks me up she's like my vagina is good <laughs> what is that or she'll say vagina 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 what is vagina 
Uh, it's so funny. Um, I did like, so this conversation with Eugene and Toya, where Toya is telling Eugene about how their son went to a birthday party and he was accused of stealing. And again, Married to Medicine um, has a lot of these scenes where because, again, this is what happens when you put people of color, black people, and their stories on camera, you get to learn their experience. And they talk about how actually being accused for a black child uh, or black person to be accused of theft can lead to their death. It's not just as simple as a miscommunication and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But what it does show also is that there is a tension between Eugene and Toya um, and that they got to work some stuff out because she's salty. Okay. The, the shower heads are not doing, the handheld showers are not doing what they need to, because I think the Toya and Eugene have a little bit of tension. Um, like I said, the other thing I loved is anytime there's a scene with Simone and Cecil, I just love them. I love getting to know them. I think they make me happy. Cecil makes me happy. Simone makes me happy. And I love getting to know how they got to know each other. And I love seeing their throwback pictures. I just love them. I think they're reality TV gold. And another thing I do appreciate is Heavenly, you know, they have a lot of issues with Heavenly, but at the end of the day, when shit is going down and Contessa is talking to them about how Heavenly popped off at Simone's, when Quad says it's because her mom is really sick and she's she's like near death, the women pray for her. And I just, I love that. I actually really love that about Lana too. Like they all, they fight, but they come together because they're still like, yeah, I, I can't stand you, but you're still a human being who deserves sympathy and love, right? Like I just, I appreciate that. So um Another thing about Heavenly's mother passing away, and this is where we head to what I don't like, is Heavenly tells her friend Jackie, her close friend Jackie, about her mother passing. And Jackie's just like, like she calls her and she's like, um, hey, I can't come to the O-Shop party because uh, I just signed um, DNR papers for my mom and I'm really upset. And Jackie's like, okay, friend, you take care of you. All right. Okay. I'm like, show some, like a little bit of love. Like, I don't know. Jackie is the coldest person ever. I can't stand her. Um, another thing I didn't appreciate is now Dr. Daddy Damon. Okay. I have to, this is like a total side pivot to, um, the new game of Thrones show house of the dragon. Ray Sani is so goddamn funny. And now I cannot get it out of my head. One of the main characters on House of the Dragon's name is Damon. Okay, Damon Targaryen, played by Matt Smith in a legless wig. Okay, it's ridiculous, but there's something really hot about him. Ray called him Daddy Damon. And ever since then, I have been dying because all I keep seeing is a mix of Damon Kimes and Damon Targaryen in my head. And it's just the silliest thing in the world. Now I can't unsee it. But anyway... Dr. Damon Kimes, Dr. Daddy Damon Kimes unleashes his Targaryen rage on the women um, because he starts to really talk about what the issues are between Heavenly and Contessa. And one thing I will say, I appreciate Contessa for being like, you're not going to talk down to me. You're not going to be aggressive with me, right? Heavenly, of course, makes it worse by being like, shut the fuck up. You need to listen to my husband. No, Heavenly, shut the fuck up. You should probably listen to your husband because he doesn't seem like he's really being aggressive towards Contessa. He actually seems to be irritated with Heavenly. So when they're leaving and he says, it's always like this with this group, whenever we hang out with this group, it's always like this. I think what he's trying to say is, 
I don't want to keep filming like this. If every single time we get together, I'm going to have to defend you. And this is how it's going to go down. But the other thing like I can't stand about him is like his like general misogyny of like, when us guys fight, we get over it. You women, blah, blah, blah. Shut the hell up with that shit. Okay. Get in your Tesla, go home, don't film. You obviously don't want your wife to film anymore and your wife keeps filming and it drives you crazy because you have to keep defending her egregious behavior that you know is egregious. Anyway, I love Married to Medicine. Okay, I love it. Oh, one last thing obviously that I couldn't stand is Anila's mom. I don't, I can't stand her. Okay, she, I think a uh, listener and friend of the podcast, Megan Shaw, pointed out that she has just been studying like years and years and years of like over the top dramatic Bollywood soap operas. Okay. If you look up ZTV dramatic soap operas on YouTube, basically the women that you will see is Manjula. She's so over the top. It's like so corny. I don't care about her. Her being so, <laughs> being like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, me. I'm so fun. Blah, blah, blah. And then coming to the O shot thing and telling Anila, like, fine, they drew your blood, but I'm not going to let you get this O shot on camera. It's like, yeah, okay, so you're putting up a front about the type of woman you are, and um, and it's corny. Like, I don't know. It's tired. I can't stand it. Okay. Speaking of can't stand, let's just go over to Beverly Hills. I wrote down what I don't like, what I did not like about this episode, and no surprise, guys, it's Erica, it's Rinna, it's Kyle, it's Diana. I can't stand them, okay? The ladies go to Aspen. Um, and Mauricio's there, which is very confusing. But what I do appreciate about Mauricio being there is seeing the dynamic between Mauricio, Kyle, and Kathy. Now, I know that Kathy Hilton is about to say some off-the-walls problematic shit on camera or on mic or something. But I appreciate just watching Kathy exist around Kyle because it does drive Kyle crazy. Like her showing up in her slippers and being like, whatever, fuck it. And then her being like, is there a thing for me to use? Is there a spatula for me to use? Anytime she's asking Mauricio any questions about what she wants, which is uh, granted, she's being very demanding about the food, but she's also asking very basic things, right? Like, of like, can I have a spatula? to use to to get the food out and I understand the boiling the corn thing it's ridiculous but it's also like Mauricio you don't need to argue with her like do like do like Crystal and just be like we're gonna boil it and just give it to her don't worry about it okay um but every time she has an interaction with Mauricio Kyle, you can see, gets more and more irritated, which is hilarious to me because, you know, Kyle has like so much anxiety about Kathy and Mauricio because of all the shit that went down where Mauricio stole all of Rick's clients. Girls, if you don't know, just go and look it up. Okay. Your favorite sexy stoner husband. Real problematic. Okay. Um, Anyway, so I appreciate Kathy also being there because towards the end of the episode when all this shit is going down and Kyle, for some reason, keeps bringing up instagram followers and instagram followings to each other uh or as uh, to the group when kathy reminds everybody that this is unimportant and stupid that's when kyle really starts to go and hint she's like what no it's not about that i just it's about lying okay like it's just about being open and honest okay like uh, uh. and then she gets up and starts to walk away and kathy goes okay then i agree with you like <laughs> Kathy 
has dealt with Kyle being petty and bringing up petty shit and then Kathy bringing up how it's petty and then Kyle getting upset being like, it's petty to you, but it's not petty to me and you don't get it. Blah, 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 blah. These are my friends. Like there was such a big sister, little sister energy there. And like Chelsea of Ono oh Chelsea, formerly Ono oh Bravo, always brings up this like Skipper Barbie, big sister, little sister energy between Kathy and Doogie. Um, that is always just so funny. It always cracks me up. Again, I know Kathy, I know Kathy is problematic, okay? Kathy is problematic, but I just love watching her make Kyle feel like her thoughts are irrational because most of the time they are, okay? <laughs> they are. Um, speaking of irrational, let's just talk about how these women treat Sutton. And I don't think anything that I say right now is gonna be a surprise to anybody. Obviously, everyone knows how I feel. The thing that they're doing to Sutton is when Sutton is pushed into a corner and Garcelle defends her, they say, Garcelle, we can't be friends with you because you like Sutton so much. And then when Sutton defends herself, you have somebody like Diana being like, you're slithery and a cunt. And then you have uh, when Sutton starts to cry because she feels cornered, they're like, oh, it's her crocodile tears and she's being a victim. The only way I see this show going forward and being better, because right now the how problematic it is and how frustrating the social media aspect of things are, how badly it's going, I feel like it's going to turn into Real Houses of New York. I mentioned this last week, and Danny Pellegrino has talked about this too, is the only way I feel this now, this now go, the only way I can feel it not going in the Roni direction is if Kyle and Dorit decide to jump ship and support Garcelle and Sutton because you cannot continue to support Erica and Diana and Rena. Okay. Diana and Rena, I'm sorry, Erica and, and Rena will crawl up Diana's ass and they have been. They went on vacation with her because she's rich. Because she's rich. That's that's really all it is. But those three are the exact thing, allegedly, that Kathy says she doesn't like. A liar, a thief, and a alleged pedophile. Okay? Let's just say it. Um, but what's frustrating about Kyle and all this and why I feel like she's so close, but like Dorit is super close to being on the right side of history. But Dorit is tied to Kyle because let's be honest – um, PK doesn't have enough money to be the alpha in this group or for Dorit to be the alpha in this group. So Dorit has to connect herself to somebody like LVP or somebody like Kyle. And if, if those NFTs and cryptocurrencies had just gotten up the way that PK had tried a couple of episodes to tell the guys it was going to happen for him, then Dorit would have been on the right side of things, but she is tied to Kyle because she thinks that Kyle is the alpha and because she doesn't have enough money to, uh, trump Kyle, she has to stay as Kyle's little side piece, okay? And she has to go along with the Fox 4 flop. But she's very close. She's very close to being on the right side. But Kyle's whole thing is, I just respect everybody for being honest. So she respects Diana for being honest. And and let's just see the pattern of things, right? When, when Kyle says, I respect them for being honest, what she really respects is them showing their ass on camera. So when she says, well, I appreciate Erica being free, even if it comes at the cost of Garcelle's children, she appreciates the honesty. I appreciate Diana being open and honest, even if it comes at the cost of Sutton crying. 
And her whole frustration with Sutton saying, whatever, I unfollowed her as a joke. It's like, okay, the reason why she's frustrated with Sutton is because what she really wants Sutton to say is, I unfollowed her because I don't like her. But Kyle, shouldn't that just be like understood? They don't like each other. They've said it enough times to each other. What is the big deal? Why do you keep bringing it up? It's so it's if anybody's slithery, it's Kyle because she sits on the side being like, <laughs> why did you unfollow her? Why did you unfollow her? You know the answer. And the thing is, if Sutton says it's because I don't like her and Erica says, I don't like you either. Then you just had two women, two adult women sit there and say what they feel about the other person out loud. That doesn't really, it's not productive. It doesn't do anything for anybody. It just makes other people feel bad. And then Kyle can sit there and be like, oh, it's so awkward. Mouth open, mouth open. And it's like, what's the point of this? It's not good production. And so the only way the show can get better is if Kyle, even if Kyle remains in neutral, Dorit needs to jump ship. Like we need more support on the um garcelle and sutton side for this to feel better because otherwise it's just like awkward and weird and it doesn't make any there's no rhyme or reason why they would continue to be so supportive of this level of bullying it it really doesn't make any sense now because we are covering what happened this week on bravo uh we do have to bring up the fact that currently vanderpump rules is filming and apparently at um Sheena, Sheena Shushu's wedding, uh, Raquel made out with Tom Schwartz. Okay, that's a choice. Um, and then also the rumor is that she has been hooking up with Oliver, who is Garcelle's son, who works for Vanderpump now. So I think he's either a friend of on the show or maybe now he's got a spot. Who knows? Maybe he's twirling with a cocktail now in the intro. But Garcelle's son, Oliver, works for Vanderpump at one of her restaurants, and now he has been hooking up with Raquel, and now Oliver's wife has been on the Instagrams all over blasting his shit because apparently Oliver is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I jumped the gun and I said he was a pumpkin eater, but you should, you should understand what that means. Pumpkin eater through and through, okay? And he has been just having sex with tons of women just tons and tons and tons and tons of women and her and his wife is filed for divorce and now she is posting all of his business on the internet and while he is so gross for doing this what i am still laughing about is the fact that he doesn't want to fuck erica okay he's not interested in fucking erica he will fuck anybody and everybody anybody who is crawling into his dms he is he is, they are sending videos to each other, but not Erica. Mm-mm. Still not interested in that crazy old drunk lady at the bar. Um, okay, let's move on to Rahasas of Dubai. Now, as I, as the only show that, only podcast that feels like it waves the Dubai, Rahasas of Dubai banner um, with passion, I did have to cover the reunion. So we had part one of only two parts of the reunion, which honestly I'm fine with reunions should only be two parts. There's never any reason for there to be three parts of a reunion, but reunion should be two parts. We had, um, just another showing that showed to me that, uh, Ayan, Lisa, and even Brooks are perfect for this show. 
The whole time, I just couldn't stop laughing at Caroline Stanberry and her dumb readers. She still looked like the old man from Up. And I can tell the production is really not in Stanberry's favor because even the way they cut to her face looking so sullen and sour, it was very obvious that it's unnatural. It looks like it's cut from a different part of the episode, but they still just stuck it in there every time Ayan and Lisa say something to her about how fucked up she is. Now, one of the things they obviously had to bring up that I had to talk about was this uh, Sergio's tweets. Now, guys... To bring up Sergio's tweets, Lisa's like, yeah, his racist tweets. And so Brooks says that she called up Sergio and was yelling at him. And Caroline Stanberry was yelling at him and all this stuff. And then Sarah says, I had my tech team look into it and he never tweeted it. He was just tweeting somebody else from like a club promoter had tweeted it. Um, They tweeted about Trump. And they treated, tweeted the N-word. And then he's like, oh, I didn't even know the N-word existed. No, the come on. Now you're lying, okay? Don't. Don't, Sergio. It just, it's all such bullshit. And then they're like, he's not racist. He doesn't even know the N-word exists. I know you're racist. I know you're racist because you said that you don't think the N-word exists, okay? You're that, you you have no idea what the N-word is. Get the hell out of here. Um, and then also Sarah's like my team, my tech team looked into the tech tweets and then they figured out he didn't actually tweet them. Somebody else tweeted them for him. How is that even possible? How do you even look that up? How are you? Did you, what, how, that doesn't make any sense. That makes absolutely no sense. That's a b- bizarre defense and it makes n- no damn sense, but Brooke seems to want to continue to support him and whatever. And it just, it's not enough for me, honestly, get the fuck out of here, Sergio. Um, Ayan is just flourishing and she's doing great and she's saying the funniest shit. And if you don't, if you are, again, if you're weary about Jen Shah, there's a big difference between Jen Shah and Chanel Ayan. Chanel Ayan is over the top, but she has so much to back it up and she's so funny. And the thing is, I can really tell Andy loves her. Andy adores Chanel Ayan. And that is why I feel like she is here to stay because he just thinks that she's like the funniest, silliest little thing. And she is really funny. And as much as I can't stand Brooks because she is crawling straight up Caroline Stanberry's ass, I am, I would be actually very happy to keep this cast minus Sarah and Nina because I think the dynamic between Brooks and Nina and Sorry, Brooks and Lisa and Ayan is really funny. It's really good. It's a good time watching those girls together. It's silly. And I do think that Caroline Stanberry could be friends with these girls. Um, I don't think Lisa and Stanberry could be friends, but I think that they'd have enough of a good shady relationship. Stanberry talks about like, oh, Nina, um, Lisa's Mina Rowe fashion line, her maternity wear is all stolen designs. And then they're like, how did you, why isn't this person charging or, uh, you know, going against, uh, against Lisa's company with legal action or whatever. Caroline's like, oh, I just found out. She just texted me. Like, it's so corny guys. Stanberry's really trying and she's really failing. And I can see why ladies of London never had a reunion because good God, she's, she's flop flipping and flopping. Um, they Nina's barely there. Okay. Nina's barely there. We find out Nina had a fruitcake business and it cracks me up. 
it cracks me up because her fruitcake business is mentioned and then just like glossed over because Ayana's going on about something else. It's just so funny because Nina's barely there and Ayana says to her, go eat french fries and look at the moon. <laughs> Ayana is so funny. <laughs> she says something about something and somebody's like, oh, what? Nina says, what? Do you want a cookie? And Ayana says, yeah, I would love a cookie. My blood sugar is low. <laughs> Like, how good this reunion was felt to me like, it felt to me like early Atlanta. Like, it just was so silly. Sarah and Madani, they gave her way too much time. But at one point, Ayan says that Sarah told her that she was going to, she threatened her with lawyers and police reports. And Andy glosses over it. He goes, I don't really want to get into it. Let's just table that and move on. And I'm like, oh, okay. So even though you sat here and said like, oh, we're not being paid by the by Dubai or by the the um, Emiratis to film this and blah, 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 and all this stuff. At the same time, you glossed over this crazy person who's been talking about being kind and positive, threatening somebody with lawyers and cops over what? Over jokes? Over shade? And we're just going to not talk about it? Why? Because she's Emirati and you know that she holds more power and the show would get shut down? That's why. Okay? That's really what's going on. But anyway, um, if you're not watching it, you should. It's it's great. It's a great time. It's silly. It's light. It's fun. Here's why it's fun. Because the women who are trying to come at the people who are in the right are failing. And the women who are in the right, like Lisa and Ayan, are not just, they're not just funny. They're not just right, but they're also funny. And that's the thing that I love. Okay. That's the stuff that I think is, is great. It's 10 out of 10. Um, so yeah, those are all the things that happen in the Bravo world this week. Uh, the real houses of Beverly Hills are still being just stupid on social media. So screw those ladies. But other than that, guys, I will be back on Wednesday, back to the regular schedule to talk about Mary to Medicine in Atlanta. And Saturday, I will talk about the last episode of the real housewives of Dubai reunion and the, uh, this, this continuation of the Aspen trip where now, Erica will say something that is so egregious that hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Doogie will be on the right side of things. But thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.